Welcome to Experiencing Healthcare with Matt Staub. My name is Jamie Preston. I'm your host, and we're here with Matt Staub. How you doing, Matt? Good, Jamie. How are you? I'm good, man. You you've had a, quite the week. You know, it's it's been a busy week. I'm yeah. I'm really happy to to see it kind of start to slide toward the end of the week now. Yeah, <laughs> Ready we had for that Groundhog's weekend. Day this week, and and uh, unfortunately, Punxsutawney Phil told us that we'd have six more weeks of winter. Right, but um, shame on him. Who, who was that? Uh, the New Jersey one, Milltown Mel. Yeah, actually, actually died before uh, Groundhog's Day. So I'm hoping that means like only four more weeks of COVID, and then we'll then we'll be done with it. That would be amazing if that's if great. that's what that groundhog tells us. That that would be amazing. So um, that that's that's great. Yeah, and and you know what? I'm not too worried about. You know, when Groundhog Day when I lived in Ohio was different because being in the South in South Carolina, I'm not worried about the winter. So yeah, we're right. all good. So right. Right. these if these are winters, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, seventy degrees today. These are our winters. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not complaining at all. So well, cool. Well, well, let's let's kind of jump into our topic today. Uh, you just presented to your leadership at SC house calls at a thing that you guys do called partners. Yep, um, our partners and, meeting. Yep. And, and it's all the kind of the leadership and there, there was probably, I'd say a hundred to 150 people there. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I think a little over a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was a great time, a, a great thing to just be together and hear, hear from you, our CEO and, and kind of, understand where things are going, where things are heading. And you did something on uh, something we've been talking about here lately, which is value-based contracts. So, right. um, it's such a different concept, you know, for instead of, you know, fee for service healthcare, which is what we've been in for a long time. And this is something that's changing. That is really, um, I believe is going to change healthcare for the better, uh, moving forward. So, I think so, Jamie. You know, I, we, we've talked before about about something's got to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so as as we as we started out 2022 with uh, with something Scott started a number of years ago called a, a partners meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was it was influential people within the company. Sometimes we invite people even without from outside of the company to um, to share ideas, and and really it, it kind of formed into a, we we call it our you know tongue-in-cheek uh, our little amway meeting right um just because you know it what comes out of it is is a real synergy um you know it's a it's a time to to reconnect with people it's a time to hear about the exciting things in the company that's that's going on and and how each of each person can can affect their piece of of the company with with some information that they learned and, and certainly you know keeping the heart of an educational time um you know, we we took community leadership assembly and partners and kind of blended those together. Um, so it turned out really well, and and we had some great presenters this time. Uh, Will Stillinger presented on, um, you know, like a, the the apps that we've made mm-hmm. and you know what our phone system looks like. And Anika Huell did a did a great presentation 
on star ratings and and really how those are calculated. Um, and then Scott gave us some some information just from uh, from his perspective. What's important? Yeah. What's on his mind? What's on his heart? What it looks like for for the start of 2022. Um, so it was, a, it was a good partners meeting. But yeah, I, I did have the opportunity to talk a, a little bit about the 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 what and the how and the why of value-based care and as we look at at value-based contracts really what those look like and just so that everybody there um we were at least uh on the same sheet of music singing Mm -hmm. the same song um so that that you know as we talk about upside and downside risk and hc hcc coding what all those things really mean yeah absolutely. so on, on podcast today you know just kind of want to take an opportunity just to uh to recap some of that and um and you know put the put the information out there for maybe any any of our listeners that weren't able to attend sure and and man i and something you just said you know singing the same song i always i i think of you know um people rowing a boat man if you're not rowing in the same direction you're going in circles and I think it's just so important to make sure people are rowing in the same direction and, and you know, um, communicating the same message. And, and it's, that's why that meeting is so important to um, just really understand the heartbeat of wh- where things are going, where, you know, our leadership is taking us and, and how we can help row and how, how we can make the biggest difference. So it's a great it was a great meeting. So. Certainly, certainly. You know, and Jamie, just along those lines, you know, We've we I, I hear the term everybody on the same page mm-hmm. and you know it it really just that's that's just one of those things and, and you know it's my own personality I'm just weird that you know I, I don't think we're ever on the same page and mm-hmm. I don't think I ever want to be on the same page because you know if you think about the the uh, the the literal piece of that analogy is that we're all reading the same book and we're on the same page and we're reading at the same pace. And we all know that, you know, people read differently and consume information differently. Sure. Um, so, so when I hear on the same page, it, it means I want you to think like I think, mm. and, and that's not necessarily the case. So yeah. if we're all on the same sheet of music, but, or we're all rowing toward the, the goal, it, at least to me, that makes the analogy that, um, we all have the same common goal, but not the same task. Yes, absolutely. So, so, you know, and I think really that exemplifies healthcare mm-hmm. of, you know, we, we don't all have the same task, but ultimately we have the same goal. And that's, that's making sure that we've got good, valuable outcomes, uh, for our patients. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about value-based healthcare. It starts with the outcome. And instead of, you know, fee for service, which doesn't really take in consideration the outcome, you know. No, not, uh, not necessarily. So so to just kind of jump right into that, um, last year, you know, we, we were talking about value-based care and what that looked like for us as an organization and, and made some operational moves, you know, in the, it, the that started the ball rolling us toward being able to um, to be into a, a value-based care or some sort of mechanism that um, it was a it was an outcome-based payment model, even yeah. though we we're still in fee-for-service for you know 99% of of what we do, and and you know a lot of a lot of healthcare organizations are, um, but but there's also has to be a, a piece to it that's that's quality related, so that there's a 
performance indicator outcome right. that that can be measurable and and then can be incentivized. Sure. So last year, um, you know, I, I gave this analogy as we were talking about it about about Teslas, um, and you know, made the analogy of we were going to give people Teslas, but they were going to have to have the charger installed in their house, and you know. Basically, they were going to get this unexpected charge of of what the charger costs, and um, and and made that analogy toward toward healthcare and yeah. and how we spend money with healthcare. Um, so you know, in, in in reminding people about that story, I I, I kind of adapted it now to um, to value base. So so if I told everybody they were getting getting a Tesla uh, today. And that they'd have to go into a, a website that we provide and give some demographic information. Um, they'd also be able to pick what kind of Tesla they wanted, you know, make, model, color, interior, all those kinds of things. Um, and, and then be able to provide um, information with, with their power company. Mm-hmm. So we go in and we say, hey, we've... Uh, we've talked to your power company and we've worked out a couple of different deals. So, you know, the, once you get your charger installed and we know who your power company is, then if, if you're in category one, then nothing really changes for you. You're going to be able to use your charger at your house, or you could use a charger, maybe at a charging station, whatever the case may be, you're just normal group. Right. Um, Group two might be um, you've got a charger at your house and you're going to be compared to other Tesla drivers across the country. You know, who's consuming energy toward their toward their Tesla the most. Uh, And and at the end of the year, based off how you compare to other Tesla drivers, you might get a you might get a rebate. Right. Similar to people who are in a co-op. Right. Whether you're in a in a um, some sort of utility co-op, some people you know end up getting a, a rebate check at the end of the year. Category three might be um, you're 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 going to be incentivized to um, to use your own charger hmm. because they want you to input how many miles you might might drive if you're driving on secondary roads or interstate roads um you know that that you're using the the self-driving feature of the tesla more often and if you meet these certain particular measures and provide the power company with with good information that they can estimate how much power you're going to be using from your charger you could get up to a five percent discount on your monthly power bill right Seems pretty attractive, right? Sure. So, so group four, kind of the same, same as group three, but with a little more. We want you to exclusively use your charger at home, not use any other Tesla chargers or paying chargers. And if you provide us with the right information and we're able to give a good estimate of of what your power consumption might be, you could have up to a twenty percent discount on your on your monthly power bill right sounds great but if you if you don't give us the information and you go over what we estimate your your energy consumption might be then you might have a 10 percent increase each month in your power bill wow 
Yeah. It's a gamble. It is. It is. But if you're if you're working it right, given the information that that you're given from the power company, it could work out in your favor. Sure. Right? A big favor. It's you know, 20%. That would be great. Right. And that's essentially what um what value-based care looks like. Yeah. You know, it's a uh, hey, we want to measure these outcomes. You know, we, we want you to to play by these rules, not necessarily play by the rules, but the insurance companies are trying to figure out based off patient volume, based off patient acuity, how, how, do, how do we estimate how much we're going to, to need to spend? And they're really relying on the, the primary care provider and that person, that that team that's got the the most influence over that patient to help drive that care and drive those costs down, yeah. and and that happens at the primary care level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I I mean, taking that into account, you know what that healthcare looks like. I I think it's to me, it's much more attractive because it's, and it's in this scenario, you know, when you think of the Teslas, it's the, you know, patient driving, driving that, but it's really the provider driving, you know, the reduction in cost. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. You, you know, and, and it, it, it gives the, it gives the, the provider um, that, that feeling that, you know, they have they're held accountable to these outcomes because you know <clears throat> providers want to have good outcomes mm -hmm. for their patients one there hasn't been really a way to measure it unless you know except for continuing to follow them but two knowing that there's a team of supportive people to help with that with measuring those outcomes and achieving those outcomes I think everybody wants to have good quality. So, so that's helpful too. Sure. Absolutely. No, that's great. It is, what a great analogy. I love that. And, and a Tesla sounds great. When are we getting those? Right. Right. Yeah. They're on the way. <laughs> they might be in those uh, container ships off the, off the coast. There you now, go. I'll be waiting. It's a supply chain issue. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and it, and it kind of gives a, just a, a overall score. Yeah. Um, that that gives a gives a model by payer source by provider where the case may be or, or or certainly for us as a practice as a whole um and we want to have a good star rating you know sure. we, we want to achieve those those measures um so really the insurance companies putting that putting that onus back on the provider instead of instead of saying to the patient hey this is what we need you to do yeah. And I, th you th I think it's been marginally successful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you think of our world today. I mean, it's all, I mean, you, you're constantly rating things. Um, I think of, you know, Airbnb, you're, you're constantly, you know, you, you know, what's cool about that is the customer gets rated as well as the, the renter gets rated in that scenario. Right. And Uber, same thing, you know, um, so, yeah, so it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, cause we're, we're so used to that now you, you go on Amazon, you know, you're going to look at the ratings, you know, look at the star ratings. And, and I think it's, 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 you know, it's been a, been okay, but it's got its challenges as well. Right. Right. So as we talk about moving into a, a value base, really what we, what we looking at from a, 
from a um, what does a contract of a value based value based care look like? Mm-hmm. Generally, there's there's two options. There's what they call upside risk and downside risk. So upside risk really gives you um, is is a share of the savings. Um, so so you're incentivized to save in costs. So it's you know Jamie, if I'm your provider and and you're my patient, then I want to make sure I'm delivering healthcare to you at the at the most effective cost management possible. So right. you know part of that's still going to be fee for service, but you know insurance companies are saying, hey, we we want you to make sure you're treating this patient like they're a member of your country club. Mm-hmm. That you know you're doing everything that that you can to manage their care, so they're not having to go to the hospital, you know, on on Saturday afternoon when they feel like they've they've got a fever or they're having chest congestion and nowhere else is open so they go to the emergency room yeah or instead of going to that specialist um you know that that they're using you as the as the the person who's managing that patient's care to to then refer them to a specialist or or like with sc house calls we've got you know specialists with within our organization so still you know you can see a, a provider with SC house calls probably 12 or 16 times, and that's still going to be more cost effective than spending one night in the hospital. Yeah. Right. So, so it's about making sure that you're using those those dollars wisely, and then at the end of the year, that payer source is going to go, okay, we expected to spend ten thousand dollars on Jamie Preston this year, and we only spent. Four thousand dollars on Jamie Preston this year, so the difference in that six thousand dollars, and and we're going to give SC House Calls a, a piece of that savings. Sure. The other side, the downside risk is, you know, basically the same thing, except if um, if Jamie Preston, we expect to spend ten thousand dollars on him this year, and we only spend four thousand dollars, then then we're going to get a bigger piece of that pie. But if Jamie Preston spends $15,000 instead of $10,000, then we're going to have our our piece of that pie is going to have to pay back mm-hmm. to that insurance company a piece of that difference between the the 5,000 over the the 10,000 that was expected. Sure. Yeah. And and what I see in both of those, you know, upside and downside, it really favors the patient on both <laughs> both ends. And, and I think Absolutely. that's what really is, is encouraging about this, these models, you know, um, if done correctly though, it, it you know, it, it favors everybody. It favors, it favors the insurance company. It favors the provider. It favors the, the, the patient at the end of the day. And I think that's just, it's a great model. Definitely. Definitely. I think it, it, it favors everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's got that, you know, they talk about, they talk about a quadruple aim approach a lot of times with value-based care. You know, it talks about better outcomes for, for patients, mm-hmm. you know, that that you're helping patients, you know, have, have tangible improvements in their health, that you're seeing a decrease in chronic disease, that you're seeing a increase in, in capability in, in their functionality. Um, again, lower costs you know, would, would be the, the second aim of that, mm-hmm. um, to reduce healthcare spending. Cause you know, we know we spend about 18 cents of every dollar on healthcare yeah. in the, in the United States and, and don't have great outcomes to show from it. Sure. Um, so, so there's gotta be a shift there. 
you know, that third aim is probably patient engagement. So that patient feels like they not only have that one nurse practitioner or that one doctor that they know, but, you know, maybe they have a medical assistant that they're calling. Maybe they have a case manager that they're calling. Maybe they've got, you know, a, a, um, a patient care coordinator that they're, that they're able to reach out to or a mm-hmm. pharmacist. Sure. So it, it gives them better engagement. Absolutely. And through that, through that, then, you know, it, there's, there's, um, there's evidence now that it's helping reduce provider burnout, hmm. which is something that, that you know, provider burnout, something that ever since the, the start of electronic medical records, people have been talking about, you know, how do we reduce provider burnout because just so much data was causing burnout. And then we have a global pandemic. Yeah. And that's produced a lot of burnout. So now as you're talking about a team approach of, you know, uh, non-provider clinicians, whether that's a nurse or an MA or, you know, a, a social worker or support staff or um, people that, that can help, you know, help that patient in their journey, not just mm-hmm. that provider. It can allow that provider to spend more time with the patient, Yeah, which is what they, which is what we need them to do to operate at the top of their license. Absolutely. So, a lot of, a lot of good benefits from a, a value-based objective. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in some great technology in there, some great, you know, resources, you know, with that, I mean, that's going to only make things even better. Absolutely. You know, I, I, and I think, um, I think at the heart of SC house calls, we've always been this, uh, innovative company, mm-hmm. um, that, that we wanted to be at the forefront of, of innovation and, um, certainly, we've seen other companies that, you know, are are doing more than what we're doing in the way of innovation. But I think, you know, in comparison in South Carolina, you know, there's nobody doing the same thing that we're doing, nobody growing at the same rate we're growing. Sure. Um, so, you know, there there are, are other larger companies in the in the West Coast and Midwest that are maybe doing similar things to us. But I really do think that you know, the commitment that we've made to to making it easier on our staff, making it easier on our providers. You know, we hired um, software engineers to develop our own app that we rolled out this week mm-hmm. that that makes it easier for people. Um, you know, we're we're investing in a in a company called Navina that will overlay in Athena to help with our I C D ten and and HCC documentation, um, which you know is is gonna is gonna produce a more accurate risk adjustment factor score for our practice and for our patients, so that we can have that right estimate with our with our insurance companies. So you know, technology and innovation have a place in healthcare, and certainly SC House Calls is is no stranger to that. You know where where are where is SC House Call in this process? I know you guys if you've signed you know uh, you know one contract you know where where are you guys at right now? So I, this year, Jamie, we really focused on um, probably starting here quarter three. You know we've talked about it before. This this idea of of, of really aligning with what our payer sources are asking us asking from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it, it looks like a, a star rating where, you know, we're, we're being measured by 
um, ER utilization and primary care physician um, usage and making sure we complete annual wellnesses and um, make it, you know, med adherence, those things. So, so really making a shift internally for us as, as how we're, how we're seeing what our goal is, you know, mm-hmm. our, our goal has been certainly a, a proactive preventative precision care model for our patients um, that, that, you know, now has more of a specified target. And with the help of those, the insurance companies, you know, they're able to pull um, data from from different sources where we might just have data for our patients uh, as it relates to what we've done in our electronic medical record. Now with a health information exchange and with help from, from those specific payers, we're able to see more about those patients. And then Navina, as, as we talked about, certainly will help to be able to pull those those claims data and, and that information in a in an easier way for for our teams to be able to view. But that's that's really where we've had to shift our culture is to let's make sure we're meeting these targets during these visits that we're conducting so that we're helping to manage these patients appropriately and manage their outcomes appropriately. Sure. Yeah. And accurately too. I think that's what's, um, you're going to be, be able to be much more accurate with things like Navina and, and those things to, to make sure that those providers have all the resources that they need to make correct diagnosis. And, and yeah, I think it's, it's going to be really neat. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things I, th- I think that's that's probably one of the biggest challenges for us is, you know, we are are seeing patients that um, aren't what the the insurance companies call are attributed to us. Mm-hmm. So it might be that, you know, an insurance company signs up a patient and they say, who's your primary care physician? And, and they think of the last person that or the first person in some cases who their who their doctor is that they've been going to for a number of years, but haven't seen that doctor in three or four or five years and have been utilizing SC House Calls services. So we want to make sure that that those patients are then attributed to us as a practice so that we're able to to go to those insurance companies and make sure that we're meeting those goals and monitoring those patients because you know we we need to know who who it is that we're taking care of and what the what the insurance companies expect from us sure absolutely and you know with that too again Jamie kind of going back to that estimate um, that HCC um, coding the hierarchical condition category coding I'm not sure which one's harder to say three times There's fast a, now Go ahead. right <laughs> But it's a it's it's an estimate. That's yeah. that's what it is. The HCC coding then maps to ICD-10 codes, and through those those produce a risk adjustment factor score. That risk adjustment factor score then tells Medicare or Humana or whomever that hey, this is how much this is what the acuity of this patient looks like. And this is how much we estimate it may cost to take care of that person this year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, looking at that to make sure that we're not using, you know, we've been talking about this for a long time, unspecified diagnoses, and that, you know, it's it's really a specific 
Um, you know, if they've got a pressure ulcer, then mm-hmm. make sure it's a pressure ulcer on the right heel that's a stage three. Sure. You know, so it's so it's really getting into those specifics. And I think I think you know, with us, we've we've put some positions in place uh, regionally with our with our regional lead coders to help our providers be able to identify those ICD-10 code opportunities. With Navina, you know, they're going to put it right there in Athena for the provider. So it, it'll just be a, it'll, it'll be a suggestion and a click that can just be added to the encounter yeah. so that we're able to then accurately reflect what our patients look like. Because, you know, as I hear stories from, from, you know, our teams, we've got some, some really sick patients out there that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was I was talking to a provider just yesterday who said, you know, she went out on, on Friday and saw a patient and really just didn't feel good about it and went back on Saturday and saw the same patient because, you know, he was he was, um, you know, that that unstable and, and she didn't feel good about about um, his condition. So she wanted to make sure she was being proactive in that treatment to, so that he was he didn't end up having to call 911 and go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. You know, and we we've, we've talked about this before, but you know, when that patient that's already that sick goes to the hospital, you know, the chances for them to catch something else in that state or they go through the roof. So, it's, yeah, you got to keep them out of there. That's that's that proactive approach that's so good. Right. Absolutely. So looking at your presentation here now, this, the last thing says who, and, and I think that's a point you made yesterday that I think is, is, is important, simple, but important. You know, Jamie, in the last podcast we did, I, I told a story that, that Simon Sinek told about, um, the hand-washing techniques and the sterilization techniques, mm-hmm. um, to prevent, to prevent the, the, uh, the crib death disease. Um, and the, and the point of that story was, was we're the problem. Yeah. Um, and the reason I'm, I'm reminding of that is because I, I, I talked to a physician in a, in another healthcare practice out of Ohio. And she said, you know, we were, we were talking to them about Davina and, and kind of doing just a little, um, little background checking to make sure we were having a good investment. And she said, you know, Matt, providers don't care about HCC coding. And, and, you know, it kind of threw me off guard of what do you, what do you mean they don't care about it? Um, and, you know, they've got so much going on in their day, the interaction with that patient, the other patients that they have to get to, the documentation that they have to do before they close all of that out and, and want to spend 15 minutes with their kid before they go to bed. That HCC coding doesn't doesn't make a, a big difference when they're trying to find that specific ICD-10 code. Mm. Um, so so the who isn't isn't the provider in yeah. this scenario with value based contract. The the who is um, this administrative support staff, this yeah. this leadership that we have. You know, it's it's on us to then support these providers that are out there seeing patients and. Um, you know, focusing on a disease process or illness, it's on us to to remove those friction points to help it help it help 
make their jobs easier so that they can care for these patients. So, so when I say who, you know, I'm not talking about this being a, another thing that we put on providers. Sure. I'm talking about the, the listeners who are the medical assistants that are supporting that provider on a daily basis, the patient care coordinator that are, um, you know, help, helping patients to, to make sure they get the right visit at the right time. I'm talking about the analytics people that are providing good data and, and good streams of data to people who make decisions. I'm talking about, you know, the leadership of this organization that really needs to tune in to where healthcare is going and where where SC House Calls uh, as as a as a leading healthcare company is is driving healthcare for South Carolina and for Georgia. So so the who isn't the provider. The who mm-hmm. the who is us, Jamie. Yeah. It's me. It's you. Absolutely. It's our leaders in this organization. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. And and this is what's most exciting for me is it takes if, if to take care of people, you know, you know, you guys have, you know, a lot of patients at South Carolina house calls. There's a lot of patients in it to do it correctly. It takes a team, a huge team. Um, But to me, that's the most exciting part of that, man. How do you take your part take it seriously and really perform at your best level. Um, if everybody does that, man, it's, you know, I just think of an orchestra, you know, when everybody's performing at their best level, their strings, their instruments tuned correctly, they're following the, you know, the, the, the maestro and they're or taking the timing from him, uh, or her and, and, you know, they're doing all those things, man. It's, it's, it creates an an unbelievable song. Um, so we have to play our part. We have to play, um, our instrument well at the best of our ability. And we will see incredible outcomes and incredible healthcare being performed savings, uh, for people across the, you know, our, our government, everything, um, it will make our world a better place. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. And, and we've already seen incredible outcomes, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, when we look at what value base brings to us, we'll be able to, to have one, a, a better measurement of that, mm-hmm. of, of that outcome. Because, you know, we, we talk about all the time on this podcast, certainly, Jamie, and, and you said it the other day um, with the, with the peer group you were talking to, we have to celebrate our wins. Sure. And and sometimes uh, we we blow right by those, mm-hmm. um, just because we're moving at such a fast pace that that we don't take time to celebrate those wins. But you know when our wins are then recognized by the the insurance company that sees those outcomes and is able to come back to us and say, we don't know what you guys are doing, but you're doing it right because we're looking at the way these patients. Um, have decreased their costs, decreased their prescription medications, increased their adherence, lowered their blood pressure, lowered their A1C. You know, they're they're taking they're taking accountability and responsibility for their health, and it's because they've got a partner like SC House Calls to to do that. You know, that's when we're really going to see a, a shift in in culture for healthcare um, in our country, and and certainly what what SC House Calls is able to do 
through all these things. So yeah. this is a really pivotal year for us. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have this journey. I'm excited to walk down this path. I know we've got, you know, team teammates out there that, um, you know, are, are willing to willing and excited and wanting to jump right in and do that. And we've got providers that are committed to it. So uh, this is going to be a really pivotal year for us. It is. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be exciting uh, to see to, and what's going to be really exciting is when you see some of those outcomes, the provi- less provider burnout, you know, for the entire team. And then you see those outcomes and you hear those stories from patients that, Otherwise, for in another system would have ended up in the emergency room, would have ended up in the hospital, and now they're living a healthy life. They're they're enjoying their grandkids. They're enjoying, um, they're on cruises. They're doing. They're living life because their healthcare is is so much better. Absolutely, so, that's awesome, Matt. This is great. I love love where where this is headed. Where you're leading, um, this is amazing. Thank you. So, thank you, Jamie. And awesome. thank you for your part of it. You know, if, if I, if I have to say, you know, takeaways is, um, is, and, and I asked this of our groups the other day, but, um, you know, for, for our listeners that are in SC house calls or even outside of SC house calls, it it's, it's not something that you can wait to do. No. You know, there has to be, has to be action steps as a result. So, you know, it's, it's those utilization of services. It's the utilization of services within our practice, you know, that, that our, our team members can, can help use and they can use with their patients. Mm -hmm. It's increasing those touches with those patients, the increase of frequency of visits, not just by a one provider, but, but this team that we've, we've built around patients. Um, so that we're, we're increasing the frequency of visits and then the adoption of technology, Mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've got to evolve into making sure we adopt more efficient, smarter ways to work. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, doing those, those three things today, is going to make a difference. Yeah. And and when you guys adopt, when you're adopting the the technology, you're making it easier for people. It's not, you're using artificial intelligence to make providers smarter and, and more nimble to be able to do their job. And I just, I love, I'm a tech, I'm a tech guy. So that's, it's, I love seeing it. So that's amazing. And you can be a, a, a helper in, in helping people adopt some of that too, Jamie. Just Absolutely. Every, every, everyone else will, will do a part. Absolutely. That's great. Matt, I hope you have a great weekend. We're, we're, the week is winding down and uh, we, we got another day. And, I'm looking uh, forward to it. Yep. yep. And it's, um, it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be an amazing year. I'm still, I know we're at the beginning of the year. We're, we're in, we're in February now, but um, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Looking forward to the ride. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at experiencinghealthcare.com. If you would like to submit a question or potential topics for the podcast, send us an email at jmpreston at ltchs.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, the LTC University Podcast, the Disrupted Podcast with Scott Middleton, and the Thriving Practitioner Podcast. 
Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a great week.